Okay, how long goners? What the fuck is up? We're different now that we went to New York and did a live show. <laughs> we kind of did a role reversal. I'm mean. Chris is nice. Today, if you're listening to this and you live in Denver, you live in Boulder, or any of those places where people snowboard and smoke weed, <laughs> make sure you come out to see us. Globe Hall, there's only a few tickets left. It's a smaller venue, but we need it to be a packed house, please. We need it to be a packed house just to stay warm. You know what I mean? I don't know what the weather is going to be like. I've never been to Colorado before. The only interesting thing uh, I know about is the uh, airport conspiracy. Oh, we're going to spend some time there, Chris. It, it's great to be back in L.A. Yesterday it was was torched, uh, rained all day. Mm-hmm. I obviously didn't like that, but I did have my... Uh, I did uh, take the Escalade downtown to to chat with Leon Bridges at the Grammy Museum, which was a nice treat. Uh, you love going downtown, so that must have been nice. I saw some photos. You all, all three of you guys, looked very sharp. Well, I knew two. I knew you and Leon. There was another man. Yeah, there was. Yeah, was. this. So part of the part of the event was a screening of this like short film they made for the album, and that that was the director, this guy Bradford Young, who's like a pretty celebrated and, and successful cinematographer like real movie shit okay um mm-hmm. but they were yeah they were super cool both super cool and the short is is really good i really liked it um so that was yeah, that okay. was nice how short how short is the short though be honest 20 minutes 20 minutes oh damn that's a that's a sweet spot as it pertains to short films i would agree i would agree but um yeah they, they shot it in texas and in la but no leon was sweet i'd never met him before um he played some songs and that motherfucker's band let me tell you something bro <laughs> they're in the pocket they're in the pot the drummer was playing he had he was playing the snare with his hand at one point you know what i mean like literally his hand chris black said what i know bro it was crazy it was crazy they had a stand-up bass they had a piano player who would who would also stand up and play the saxophone like motherfucking bill clinton love a standing sax a lot of those guys sit down and then they had a drummer it was just it was a nice it was a tight little three-piece and leon just because i asked leon i'm like bro what are you playing he's like <laughs> I ain't playing shit. I'm just singing. <laughs> and I was like, what's up? What's up that? He's like, bro. He's like, I'm like Van Morrison. Like I play the guitar to write songs. I'm not really like a shredder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, res- I respect that. I respect that. But I learned about Leon. I didn't know this, that he was like, um, he, he grew up like a dancer so that he has some very, there's some very cool choreography in the, in the film. And it's making me kind of consider maybe taking some classes. Mm, what is your favorite discipline? I know that your life partner loves the, the art of ballet but i feel like that might not be your bag i was kind of a six four stud you know i, th- I think modern hip-hop is more my kind of kind of thing you know what i mean you know what from a friend to a friend let's go ahead and <laughs> avoid a little bit of that you're already kind of on some code switching watch list. you know what you know what maybe okay maybe okay k- uh beginners k-pop choreo could be something <laughs> okay. that's hot right now in a lot do, of the zumba th- circles do you think they have that at equinox is that a new is that a new offering they, no 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 like no hyperbole <laughs> they 1000 percent have like an introductory k-pop or j-pop okay. style dance class i i would i would bet my my both of my ethereum on that I'll ask uh, I'll ask David Cho which one is the best um which one's the best one to go to. But yeah, anyway, so shout out to Leon, shout out to the whole Columbia Records family. Um shout out to the Grammys uh for, for- No, no, no. Fuck Columbia, jag jag all day long <laughs> on this side, baby. Columbia suck my dick. <laughs> um but yeah, it's great to be back in LA. It's great to be back for 24 hours and then going to Denver, a place that we've never been where the the weather does look nice. I actually checked it out. It's looking good. So I've it, been to it, Denver a few times and uh, I think every time I go there it gets a little bit better as, you know, time, society 
and marijuana laws, you know, kind of progress. <laughs> think- when I first started going there, I was like, oh, brother, this is tough. <laughs> Do you think they have Jimmy John's there? I feel like they have to. Oh, they got to. They got to. Uh, okay. Uh, right, Denver that- runs on JJ's. And if I, I- you live in, in Denver and obviously no two Jimmy's are built the same, if you're kind of a, yeah. a connoisseur or an insider, you can let us know which location is the one that we need to frequent or visit yeah, that yeah. would be a nice little yeah let jason know an anthony Don't talk bourdain to me style fixer <laughs> if you will yeah. uh yeah, but you, you were saying the weather in denver is, is looking good because that's a notoriously chilly zone 60 degrees and sunny tomorrow which is kind of perfect fall weather i can bust out one of my snow peak light outerwear pieces you're not capping right now chris because i mean i, 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 I woke I up this never. morning i looked at my motherfucking tj Ackie weather <laughs> TJ's Doppler <laughs> Doppler 3000 TJ AccuWeather said it is currently 48 degrees in in Glendale. So we're we're in the 40s and then in 2 days from now is going to be 88 degrees. I'd like to shout out to Global Chris, Warming. What are we going to well. do about this? Is that Zuckerberg's fault? Is yeah. this Elon? Who's up to this? Who's doing this shit? Zuck, I think Elon made 36 billion yesterday in one day, and people aren't happy about that. And I'm like, why? why, look, why what was it? Stocks? I guess. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, what else does that guy do? He make money. He get his dick sucked by baddies. <laughs> He's living a good life, but. You know, I was not. I was not excited to see it be. So, oh, sorry, I just kick some. I was not excited to be to see it so freezing. It's kind of got of me. Of course not. I got the heater on. Like it's too. It's all happening too quick, and it's it's war, it's colder in fucking Cali than it is in NYC. We got to talk about NYC, bro. We got to talk. We got to do a little wrap up on the show. We will. We will. But first, first, really quick, and then we can get on to our NYC recap. You know, you were talking about how how it's been ra- it was raining yesterday a real thorn in your side is that safe to say yeah i was the boy with a thorn in his side yesterday when it pertains to rain chris come on don't step all over my subtlety like that <laughs> oh i'm sorry that was subtle you and, and so you were kind of you know it's not unlike chris black to complain about if the weather gets a little gloomy overcast rainy you know we're in california god damn it i work hard i shouldn't have to see this this cloud exactly, here exactly yeah if i wanted this weather i'd go back to fucking new hampshire whatever it is and then i saw you do a tweet about uh, you know la is is <laughs> la rain is here and now i really get to hear many different people complaining about how their dogs are not handling it well and i was reading that tweet yesterday that wasn't about you i may have been off of a fine rose edible or uh, yeah may or may not have been but i was like wait a minute i'm chris's dog in this equation (laughs) (laughs) like i'm literally your dog business partner friend consigliere (laughs) but like i don't notoriously don't handle the cold well Mm -hmm. and then i get i have to hear you complaining about it all the time and boy, I mean, you thought Dune was going to be a cinematic experience. That tweet and the THC in my system sent me on a railroad railroad to hell. And I was trying to re- reply to it for an hour when I was really baked. And I was but like, oh, I couldn't. You do- couldn't come up with anything good. No, I mean, I had a lot of gold. No, I, I take that back. I had a lot of silver. Had a lot of bronze, but no gold. So I decided. Sounds to like your. Sounds like your. Sounds like your Delta status. Uh, the um, no, bro, I'm silver now, bitch. Well, the, you're welcome. When we go to Denver uh, tomorrow, I'm diamond. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I'm a diamond car- girl. <laughs> you're my you're my carry on, sweetie. Uh, I um, I actually overheard someone say that at Mari yesterday. 
Like, my dog isn't handling it well. The rain is obviously a, a bitch, but when you do have a dog, like, it makes your life so much shittier. Like, it's a true yeah, you're right. pain in the ass. You're like, all right, I got to wake up. This dog has been, like, locked in the house for the last eight hours while I've been catching my Zs. Got to go out so it can, like, piss and Bro. shit. And then you're like, okay, the dog <laughs> doesn't want to go outside and shit and piss so then i gotta like i got that hanging over my head yeah jason it's called it's called having a dog every day is hell no matter if it rains or not it just makes it a little worse I know. Uh, look i don't want i don't want these dogs but i gotta deal with them you don't want me but you gotta deal with me chris i'm seeing the parallels but anyway okay anyway back to nyc i'll take your i'll let you off the leash today in the park okay uh but nyc oh, it was it, it was a motion picture the battery ballroom was was fully absolutely sold out all the heads were in the back i'm still waiting on my film to get developed from the the vip green room um oh, situation yeah i was talking to uh to friend of the show and he and he was like yo you know show looked good i heard it was sick people were talking about blah 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 i'm like the show is good the energy was good the guests were good it was all funny but the green room was really the that's where the magic was for me it felt like all of twitter was in one room the size of my master bath just chain smoking cigarettes like everyone that everyone everyone <laughs> that you follow on twitter is all in one room smoking, and it felt like you know the Strokes in two thousand one type shit. No, know? it felt it felt very it felt very cool. I, I agree. It was it was shoulder to shoulder. I'm glad you had the presence of mind to get some hashtag thirty five for that. You know, Jason, I had to get I had to get a document of this experience. But yeah, it was a blast, and I think that that mm-hmm. you know we have to give a proper shout to all our guests, uh, the Ion Pack, uh, Lauren Servideo, uh, Mel Ottenberg. They were all kind enough to join us, and it was it was very fun. And um, mm-hmm. of course, Rebounder, uh, the house band who did, who that was the their last show with us on this tour. Mm-hmm. I think it was a fitting end. It was good. Yeah, it was good for them to do a homecoming. show show yeah but the bowery ballroom i tell you what man what a fucking pro operation no you know there's a couple you know little tech things here and there oh i don't i don't talk about that i only care about hospitality i want to (laughs) be i want everybody i want to come backstage i want jason to have his little alcohol so he's funny and and i don't want any problems and that's what they provided you know i'm kind of glad we didn't have an after party i needed to kind of process to be honest. What did you do to process? Because I had a whole thing. I had pizza. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I had some classic New York slices at midnight, you know, dodging drunk people. I was starving and, and my mind was racing. Oh, I was a bunk because I was staying at the at the wonderful public hotel. Shout out to my broski, Ian Schrager, <laughs> for hooking that up, blessing me with a nice room over there. But it, it's around the corner from, from racist pizzeria Prince Street. <laughs> which i have actually never had because i'm an ally and but i was that's not no you don't like to you're you're an ally you're an ally for not waiting in lines you're right you are <laughs> and I, wouldn't you know it? i walked by and there was a long ass line and i said no i will continue to not patronize congratulations this uh this racist establishment so my my perfect record of not eating this cursed street where racism pizza continues you're welcome guys look new york was great thank you guys all for coming it really does mean a lot for us i think a sold out hometown yeah it was amazing the next time we come to new york we'll be doing what webster hall or or msg what say you probably the theater the theater at msg, theater is, MSG. is what i don't I don't you know, want to say like, Barclays at this point. No, we'll we'll never little. we'll never do a sh- 
We'll never do a show in Brooklyn. I would skip right that and go to Queens and do Forest Hills, like all the greats. Oh, okay. We could do the Apollo maybe, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll see if they'll let a us do that. A little more my yeah. demo than yours, but, you know, we're not splitting <laughs> yeah, hairs Yeah, yeah. We'll get Seti we'll said to open. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do we do have a guest today, and we're taking this straight to the fucking kitchen uh, with a, an old friend of ours, Julia Sherman. Uh, you might know her from... The Salad for President book. She has a new book called Artie Parties uh, about entertaining. You know, she's going to talk about cucumbers with tahini and sriracha, radishes with miso ghee. Um, miso ghee? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All kinds of... I didn't know you could do that. All kinds of freaky shit. But we actually ran into Julia um, while we were in New York at the... Um, not unlike South by Southwest House Genesis House on on Tenth Avenue, where we had uh, we had our Korean feast. Shout out to Genesis. She was there. One as, of my favorite Korean car manufacturers. She was there as well at a at another powerful table with Kate Holstein from Kate and a few other heads and her motherfucking baby. And she had nice. she, she had her she had her baby out. She's got two babies and she still finds time to cook, which is um you know uh, something that impresses me as a person who has literally no responsibilities and can't find time to even go to the grocery store. That's right. All right. Well, with no further ado, let's get celebrity chef and food fluencer Julia Sherman <laughs> on the podcast. Austin, Texas. Uh, I need some boots for this, Jason. Yeah, I was down here fishing at the creek earlier. I wish we brought our, our, our Timberland Greed Strides down here to Texas. The soles are made from renewable sugar cane and natural rubber, 75%. Which it brings two things that are close to my heart together, Jason, which is eco-consciousness and comfort. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of two pillars for me. I only care about eco-consciousness. I like living in constant discomfort. But what I do like is the fact that all of these styles, they're not only lightweight, but they're also very rugged and durable. The same way you'd expect from any of the Timberland series boots, not just the Green Strides. The Green Stride collection is part of Timberland's commitment to make more sustainable products and a greener world. Uh, and they're trying to have a net positive impact on the environment by 2030. Timberland.com. Uh, you can shop the men's and women's Green Strike collection on Timberland.com right now. Julia Sherman, welcome to How Long Gone. Um, first and foremost, it is it's actually publication day when we're recording, correct? It is. And you know what? I forgot that it was until this morning. So Wait, today's national publication day? No, just my <laughs> yeah, publication <exactly>. day. <laughs> oh, got it. Got yeah. it. Because they got one of those days for everything now, especially in the food world. <laughs> Not to true. get right into the food stuff, but you know, don't you hate getting those emails and it's like today's national corn dog month? And you're like, all right, guys, what what's going on here? We we need some we need some more bright minds to come up with things to to write about. What <laughs> did you celebrate. agree? So le- so this labor of love, uh, not unlike the two children, you've birthed this into the world. I'm sure you're you're excited to have this out there, especially, and we're we're happy to share this day with you. Thank you. Yeah, um, I'm excited. It's been a really, really, really long time that I've been working on this book, so um, it should feel like every what, day. like ten years. What's the, what are we looking like? Well, I think it was like four years total. Okay. Um, which okay. you know, the last book I really pulled off in about a year so this has uh salads come together a little bit quicker it's true it's true and you know the first book i could just kind of like ask anybody i wanted to make a salad and even if they sucked at making salad i could 
you know, coax it out of them or fake it. But for this book, because it's tapping into people's parties and events and things that they are doing already, it's like I really had to do some sleuthing to figure out who was having the good parties and how to get invited. Oh, okay, okay. That is more work. Let me tell t- tell you something quickly that I've learned as a as a fellow author, but um, not not as a, a lighter fare. I would say to keep it in terms we all understand. Um, you should start a podcast. It's way easier than doing a book. Yeah. Books take a lot of time. The money's just okay. Podcasting, you, you just, you set it and forget it. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Chris is giving you sage authorly advice <laughs> yeah, after, right, right, right. after his decades of being ground up like, like venison meat by the by the publishing industry (laughs) no no i'm kidding i'm just i'm kidding but it is i mean books are it's really difficult especially with the the photography portion of your stuff because i know that's a big part of it i mean i actually feel like i'm in a better place than many because i'm able to do all the things by myself and i don't have to pay a photographer and I don't have to pay a prop stylist and I don't have to pay a writer and you know basically because I'm cheap but I think that you're uh, a one-stop shop <laughs> yeah so you do you really you do it you do it all seriously uh, I, I have a wonderful food stylist and um and I also have a designer I suck at graphic design that is okay okay, okay. something you everyone so you do on. some delegation you're not trying to manage the whole thing by yourself that'd be lunacy especially with two beautiful babies right well I'm you know I'm, I mean I micromanage everybody else but I I do uh I do get to shoot it and write it and develop the recipes on my own time which is great yeah developing recipes sounds annoying I don't know it's something that Jason talks about a lot you know because he's he considers I don't, him. I don't really I don't really talk about it a lot but it is, it <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah you don't, stop talking about it he talk he, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't really want to like you know say it on the podcast but he's sending me all these things Chris you have to try this do you think that this is too I'm salty like, Chris, like is it, it is it a tablespoon of MSG or is it a tablespoon and a half like <laughs> How many grams of Dijon am I doing? You know, he has to hear an earful of it, and I feel bad. But I've I've heard other people talk about when they're writing a recipe, and they're like, "I wrote the recipe. It's the perfect idea. It's going to be this fucking Korean pizza thingy." And then they make it like fifty times over the course of a week, and then when they finally perfect it, they're like, "I'm never going to even look at a photo of this again. I despise it. I hate it." I feel like you're not that way for some reason. Am I wrong? Um, are you calling me lazy or are you? Is that a yeah. no, no, not lazy. I think so, it's it sounds more like so, it, Ju- Julia. Good. Thank you for saying yeah. that. Uh, yeah, uh, he, it's no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying you probably come up with an idea for something, or it sort of naturally develops, and then you spend all week perfecting it. But then when, at the end, when you're done with it, you're like, I made a wonderful dish, and I plan on sharing it with my family for the rest of my days. Versus like. This this grueling thing of like, oh, I'm never making that blah, blah, blah again. You know, the only time, the only examples of that that I have from this book are the the baking. Because, you know, I that is a whole other thing. Like just, the, you know, being having the disposition to really tweak. And I mean, I don't even, I'm not even good at measuring like anything. Like I, I got asked to leave the jewelry department at RISD because I, I couldn't use a ruler. But I was like, you know, that kind of thing was Damn. 
Yeah. You're worse than I've been, me. I've been asked to leave the jewelry department of, of certain stores, but never. <laughs> I was I was trying to major in jewelry design and be a jewelry designer, but I didn't that, you know, everything came down to millimeters. So I had to I had to leave. You're better off. You're better off. We don't need the world doesn't need another jewelry designer. No, trust and me. I, yeah, definitely not. But I but the, this the baking is hard. But the other stuff, I mean, I really enjoy doing it. And I do, you know, recipe testing. People are always shocked when they hear that recipe testing is a job unto itself. I had a wonderful recipe tester named Lori Ellen Pelicano who had to eat so many cabbage dishes as part of this project because I love cabbage. The poor thing. Shout out to Lori. Right? Ch- like choking down choking down all that I'm cabbage. I'm up to my ears in cabbage. I'm lousy with the stuff. That's that's uh, <laughs> taking a real hit for the team. So I think, uh, you know, I, I, I do really like the process of refining recipes, but you do get to the point where you're just like, fuck this. Because sometimes if you just forget you forget one thing or you mess up one tiny thing you have to start the whole process over you know yeah. especially if you're baking you're like all right i did it and then like oops yeah i added salt instead of sugar to the back <laughs> to the drawing board four hours later all over again that from what i've understood from all my cooking homies you know I, julie you probably don't know this about me but i i've never cooked once in my life is that true yeah i don't own pot in my new york apartment there's no pots and pans i use the i use the the oven for storage like carrie bradshaw i have no interest um i have no interest in in and he's not storing a sunday roast in there he's storing some vintage teas (laughs) exactly but but i i've i've understood because i have a lot of enthusiasts in my in my personal life that baking is is such an exacting art form that it it doesn't feel maybe as creative as cooking in in other ways does would you chris you bite your tongue now mister I would argue not to not. I mean, obviously, you you can chime in on this as well. But I think that you need the creativity plus the the kind of mechanical, scientific measurement discipline. You know, that in itself is a whole a whole other thing. It's sort of like a double duty. It's not yeah. not for the faint of heart. It's a, it's a different it's a different practice, and it makes you fatter than just making salads too. That's another thing to consider. Totally. Well, recipe testing. You've, you've spoken uh, about that a lot. Yeah. In your books, right, Julia? Yeah, that just like the whole reason I just needed to lose some weight. That's like the whole thing came down to. Mm-hmm. So I love salads because they're they make you skinny. So I want to write a book about that. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just kind of it's better than like this brownie thing I was working on. So thank you guys, thank you guys for following along. And then my my sophomore title is really about making other people skinny. So it's about entertaining with salads, you know, so that you can kind of damn, control what damn. everyone else is eating as well. Because whenever Chris is entertaining at, at parties that I've been to in the past. He keeps his guests skinny with a different thing. Mm. <laughs> you understand is- what I'm saying here, Julia? Yeah, but I got two babies. I can't. I can't be. I can't be up all night. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not offering any to you at this point. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> We all have our own ways. We all have our own ways of keeping. Unless yeah, you do, well, I mean, I have it. It's around if you need it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Jason's Jason's known to disappear and 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 you don't see your bag again. That's the Jason. That's the kind of guy he is. Got yeah, it. when somebody says I have that thing, not for long. You know, I I didn't I but but the salad thing. You know, we're we're pretty big salad guys actually on this podcast. Are you still involved with a certain salad business? Uh, I am not. Um, uh, I when I moved to LA, that was the end of my my salad uh, my salad days at Chopped Salad. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about this because not only are you an authority on salads, obviously because you literally wrote the book on it, but you've also seen the inside of Big Salad. Yes, I have. And and I would lo- I would love to know I would love to know um, 
you know, because we're a little bit in the pockets of of the competitor, Sweetgreen. You know, we don't we don't receive we don't receive a lot of money, but we receive a lot of cashew bucks. I don't know if you're familiar with that. That's kind of their their credit system. There. No, I've I have never eaten at Sweetgreen. I've been. Oh, I knew she was going to say that. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. It's a little showdown. I've never eaten at a chop before. How does it feel? That's not true. <laughs> what do you mean that's not true? I don't even know where a chopped is. There isn't a New Yorker who hasn't eaten a chopped of a certain well, age. I'm not a New Jason's, Yorker. Jason's oh, right. not a New Yorker. Right, right, right. And to be, to be honest with you, Julia, the only reason I've eaten it chopped is because there's one close to my parents' house in Decatur, in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Um, that's the one I've been to. But I, I just wanted to know what the what the hits are at Chopped, and maybe which ones that. that what are you saying, Chris? I just want to know what the number one salad is, in the opinion of of an expert at Chopped. Huh. If Jason, if I were to take Jason there, what would you suggest we get from the Chopped menu during a busy midtown? I, would, I lunch wouldn't hour? darken their door, Chris. You know that. <laughs> oh man. Um... <laughs> Uh, I don't mean to put you in the spot. This is very important shit. I know it is. It is. I mean, their their menu is always evolving, um, and I and, you know I haven't, <laughs> Damn haven't, it. haven't eaten there in a really long time. Um, but you're not telling me they use seasonal produce that rotates. It does rotate, and <laughs> they're and they're expert sourcing, and they they do great great collaborations. You know, have you ever heard of collaborations? <laughs> you know, oh, like yeah. we're big on X, those. We're big you know? on those. Um, who who have they collaborated with who's maybe their naomi osaka you know well they didn't do that. but they i'm talking more like they get that really really good tahini from seed and mill you know that those people uh-huh. that shit uh-huh. is good their tahini dressing is amazing okay okay um mm, fair, fair. i don't know honestly guys i haven't worked there in a long time and i don't really eat out <laughs> So. <laughs> so how often how often are you eating out then obviously you have to eat out every once in a while is it once a month uh probably i mean i'm in new york this is like my fourth week in new york and i feel like i'm gonna die after just having eaten out so much and drinking every night yeah and uh yeah. but in la i mean we we eat out probably yeah like well pandemic you know with the pandemic in included i would say we were eating out like once a month and we really do not do takeout like did take out for the first time in the pandemic so when you go out to dinner is it like we are we have to make this a special thing or is it just like whatever we're gonna go get panda express or is it like <laughs> i i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm me i've been meaning to check out this new spot you know kismet did another fucking thing i gotta go there or is it like every once a month i go to lowry's and get a prime rib and i get a martini is it like that well it's more like well we always have the intention of checking out something new but then we're terrified of failure so we're going to the it's too welcome risky. to welcome to my life welcome to my yeah, life if you're only going to eat out once a month like you can't just roll the dice because i honestly think most things aren't good but yeah. i do i do go to kismet i love kismet i love i love sarah and sarah come on but um okay. we, there's a place in uh, alhambra that we've we really keep going back to in, in you know despite ourselves which is called yang's kitchen have you been there oh yeah i've been to yang's how good is that place yang's is great i love that place tell me about tell me about yang's guys because i'm not familiar well it's gone through a lot of uh, different iterations during the pandemic but i believe it was not re- unlike chopped right i mean constantly <laughs> reinventing themselves right mm-hmm. um just never short of inspiration but we uh the, they started i think doing taiwanese food and then now they kind of have the the menus mixed but it's more um it's an all-day cafe and they're sourcing is really really good mm. and they have kind of japanese breakfast 
this type of stuff and these really great peanut noodles, but they're using all the amazing California produce. And Chris, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of maybe like a squirrel meets joy or something yeah. like that. Like it has well done. Like it, it has some like Asian dishes that you would expect in Alhambra, but you can also get like pancakes or like scrambled eggs the mochi and type of thing. cornmeal pancake is Shit. and i'm like not a person who will often order a pancake that seems like a ridiculous thing to do but it, it's really good this sounds like a place that jason maybe has been holding out on me why have you not taken me because here, i don't think you would ever want to go drive to alhambra like i have i have my friends that i hit up when it's time to go eat in alhambra and and you definitely ain't one of them you know <laughs> It's, no, that's it's also I'd say the only take negative is that it's not a great it's not a great hangout atmosphere like they're you know it's 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 kind of like it feels a little bit it's extremely casual I'm more of a vibe guy anyway so yeah. Jason knows that about me yeah this one's a little little more Spartan I prefer vibe vibe to food but that's a good that's a good well, t- well I'll, Chris I'll t- we can go get some duck somewhere in Alhambra you know go to a real <laughs> stinky ass spot It'll have tons of vibes. We can check it all out, all three of us. Yeah, you know, you know, I love duck, so that's perfect for me. Thank you, <laughs> thank, thank, thank big you. Big duck for that. muncher over here. I'm, I'm a big duck guy. Yeah, I mean, well, ha, I, since you relocated to beautiful and leafy Pasadena, how does it feel to be to be in the Big Apple? Are you just can you not handle it anymore? Even though you're from, aren't you from New York? I'm from here, so this is like my base point. You know, like I, I kind of started with. I was born with high blood pressure, so I feel like. This is the the way I recently somebody, you know, everyone's always asking you when you leave New York, how wherever you've gone compared because they're terribly anxious that they might be making the wrong decision by staying here. And mm. I mm-hmm. and like Pasadena is so beautiful. And but I feel like it's I've, I recently realized that it's sort of like this guy I used to date in college where everybody else wanted to date him. but. I dated him until I finally admitted that I just didn't like him. Just everyone else liked it, you know, and that's kind of Mm. what Pasadena feels like sometimes. Like I, it's not that I don't like it. It just doesn't quite fit, you know, where I feel like, um, I feel like, uh, it's, it can't really go on that long. Okay. Julia, we're going to, we're going to get to the bottom of this. What, what is Pasadena lacking? What are, what do you wish it had a little more of? I think it's just, and don't say people of color. (laughs) Well, that for sure. I think that is an an issue. Um, don't say it, but the, um, (laughs) you know, don't say that thing, but the, um, my words, not yours. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's just incredibly predictable. Like I'm, I'm not exaggerating that the same people walk by my window every day at the exact same time, like every single day. It's very Truman Show. Like, there's no surprises. Very Truman Show. And and that, so that, you know, I think our neighborhood is changing and getting a lot younger. And um, and so that's been cool and whatever. But, you know, and it's great. It, now that I'm in uh, New York with two kids for a month, I finally understand why people are always saying New York is a hard place to be with two ki- with kids. Sure. Um, which I was completely in denial of before. And just thought everyone was, you know. If you didn't have your mom babysitting every day, she'd probably be laughing at your ass. But you know, <laughs> no, my my parents like your nanny's listening to this right now. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> you want to give her a shout out? Give her a shout. Out. Uh, you know, my nanny. My nanny just released her uh, a new single. She's a pop star. Her name is Alexia. 
I'm not kidding. In LA, that's oh, okay. Alexia. Let me Google Alexia. her. Alexia. Yeah. I, I'll, it, Jason. Jason already has four Alexias in his phone, so you're gonna have to be more specific. Her, her first single was called Lemonade, and her second one is called Well, there's one called Lonely in LA, which I'm like, I feel a little bad about because she moved there from New York and immediately started working for us. So apparently we're not. Wait, how did you hold on? How did you find this? Is this like a, is this, is is this a young person? Is yeah. this like a hot NYU chick type vibe? She went to Hunter. She's 26 and she, in, I mean, this is my, well, my other nanny was a, like mega church born again pop star, like Christian pop star. What the fuck? I know. Well, you know what it is? It's like a lot of people go for career nannies that are, you know, like 50 year old women yeah. who have done this a million yeah. times that have, they wear know, scrubs. They yeah, wear scrubs. Exactly. It's different. They've got like, they've got, they, they, they choose to come in a uniform. It's like, they're very, they're very professional, but that doesn't really like fit our vibe since we're not very professional. Yeah, so, sure, um, sure. I found that my it works better for me to have another to have somebody who has another creative practice going on because a I I get it, and then they are willing to work around my manic schedule, and I am willing to work around theirs. And then I also think it's a cool influence on my kids. Yeah, no, that's I, I like this approach. It's really great, and she so she like you know every time every day she leaves our house she goes and she's got seven which I have no idea what that means, but they happen all the time. <laughs> and she's producing music. And you don't go to therapy? Oh, I go to therapy, <laughs> but this is a different kind of session. This so let me tell you, a session, a session means that an artist has booked studio time with a collaborator or maybe a producer to make music. It's it's really as simple. It's, it's what you think it is. Yeah, I guess I just don't know how you make music. But Julie, you know what I suspect it means? What? I think she's going to go do some drugs. <laughs> you know, I it, it is funny because we also managed to find the only neurotic Jewish nanny in Pasadena, and she might one day my two year old came. So it says on her on her website. Yeah, that's like her main <laughs> qualification, and we really really appreciate it. But she, my two year old, said, "Ah, oh, my hip." the other day and i was like why did you just say she's like my hip i was like how do you even know what your hip is and i was like did becca say that she's like yeah and then the next day was my knee my knee hurts you know it was just like all because she's always got a new ailment and she's always either going to make pop music or to a chiropractor or a a gastroenterologist it's like uh, it's amazing so she's either in like britney spears mode or just like Saul Peterman mode. A hundred, a hundred percent. It is such a funny combo. And then the lyrics to her songs are like all kind of like sexy and she's at the club. And I'm like, I I know where you are. You're you're with my two-year-old or in Pasadena or you're at the, the chiropractor, you know? Yeah, Yo, you ain't you ain't at the club. You you're better not acupuncture. Be she's not at the club. She's like a really smart and responsible and lovely person. And we So you saying that sometimes these pop stars are singing about stuff that is not in real life. I mean, it's uh, yeah. She's got like um, a a boyfriend in real estate, and when you when you said she was Jewish, we could have done that math already. Yeah, the boyfriend doesn't su- doesn't surprise Becca's me because if the pop really cool, you know, if the if the pop star thing doesn't work out, somebody's got to pay the bills. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. thank thank God for for commercial real estate. You know, yeah. Um, where would we be without it? You got it. So are you saying you got her to move with you, or you're saying she, she you found her when you got here? So the closest I've ever gotten to internet dating is finding nannies on the internet. So you, there's a, an app yeah, called me Care.com. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, I can imagine how somebody might combine the two, but not in our uh-huh. case. But um, you, there's an app called Care.com where you 
you chat with a lot of incredibly unsuitable caretakers. You said opair.com? No, care.com. Oh, care.com. Yeah. Opair okay. is a whole other okay. thing that I would love to do, but we're not going to right now. <laughs> but um they they and you know there's like really I mean it's like terrifying the the people that want to take care of your children. The people that believe that someone would want them to be responsible for their small infant child. Definitely. But also more than that, I mean I am concerned about my child, but it's also like this person, it's so intimate. They're in my house at 7 a.m. They're, you know, they were there right when we came home from the hospital with the baby. And it's just it's so, so intimate. So you really have to like the person because they're in your house. Like they're Yeah, I don't like that. That's one of the five hundred reasons I'm never going to have kids i can't it's, i'm not going to i'm not going to raise them myself but then i got to pay somebody i don't even like to raise them that's it that's it's challenging it's really challenging it's really 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 challenging and uh you know we've been really lucky but so becca was in um uh, alexia's her stage name her name is becca but mm-hmm. becca was in new york she just graduated from college and she wanted to move to la but was looking for to nail down a job so she uh, I hired her and then she flew out, which is a lot of pressure. It is. I, I didn't know how that process worked, but I'm glad you found somebody to handle this for you. Yeah. So you can cre- you can have time to create. Yeah. And it's making me think I need to find a babysitter for Jason <laughs> so that I can kind of get some time. No, to, to re- no, 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 no. I can, I can do everything all by myself, Chris. <laughs> I'm just starting to think like maybe I need some, I need some Chris time. You know what I mean? So I can maybe take this podcast to another to level. Rest, you'll, you need a little rest easy. You need a night out every once in a while and you need to make sure that, you know, I'm brushing my teeth and everything before bed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Do all exactly. my chores. I did like seeing you two out together the other night and imagining that you never eat separately and you never go anywhere alone. <laughs> well, during this tour mode, we are together quite a lot. We're on a day off right now and we're back in LA, but we have to go to Denver uh, tomorrow. Yeah. When you're, when you're touring with somebody and, and recording three episodes of a podcast with them per week, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of fire and ice. It's re, it's it's totally on or totally off, and you need to you have to be like conscious of that. So whenever we are traveling or whatever, and Chris will like try to talk to me or ask me questions, and I'm like, just just shut the fuck up, dude. Like, <laughs> let, me, let me breathe. You know. Well, we have it. We, we have a thing that we say in the podcast casting business, which is save it for the pod. You know, so if mm-hmm. we unfortunately do reserve some conversations for the, when the mics are on because we know it's it's good content. So it does affect the relationship a little bit. And sometimes bit. it's like, save it for the pod. That's like an, a funny, interesting, um, you know, point or premise that you're creating. And then sometimes I'll say, save it for the pod when he says something like terribly offensive that would get him canceled or something like that. <laughs> it means it means a few things. Yeah, it it's means funny a, either way. It means a few different things. What is what is the Julia Sherman press rollout looking like for this for this book? Are you just are you just slammed? Are you doing Good Morning America tomorrow? Or yeah. What's the, what's the schedule looking don't like? Don't tell don't tell us that we're the top. You are you are the you, well. We're actually it ends right here. <laughs> This is it. No, no, no. We're doing some. No. We're doing some. Some. Uh, some other podcasts. I did Good Food last week, which is really my favorite show. No offense, but have you guys ever listened to that food food show? Well, I've actually broken bread with my my main shooter Evan Kleiman. She's a <laughs> she's a legend in the game. Actually, I, I I didn't listen to that episode, but I saw that you're on there, and I wanted uh, you know I wanted to maybe poach what you guys were talking about we'll we'll cover that in just a few you minutes, guys don't, don't you remember coming to my live uh new drawing class oh we're gonna talk to that too we're gonna talk about that too that's also on the docket but <laughs> what, what are the other podcasts that you're doing first just so you know i can judge them and stuff. Ha- having a night is that what it's called 
I don't know. You're <laughs> and, then, me? and then another one, um, this one, Allison Stewart. I don't know any of these little podcasts. I know, I know, Jason. I know Jason Stewart. I know Allison okay. Roman. I don't know any of these losers. <laughs> so we, so our podcast is the biggest one that you're doing. Sounds like an it honor is for us. It's WNYC. I don't know. It's oh, 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 okay. Hold on. That's that's just little snobby shit. But I don't know the numbers. You know what I mean? That's different. I think uh, the show is called All of It. Yes, Allison Stewart. Yes, a live daily conversation. Yes. About culture and the culture around New York City. Oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you can't wait to talk about Zaybars and stuff. She kind of looks like a female Torre vibe. I'm actually glad we're doing this because I have not, I didn't even know that's what this podcast was. We're basically your new PR people. Yeah. No, Lily's Lily's forever my PR person. Chris knows how to change a diaper, too. You know, if we want to do a twofer. You guys can move in. Lily's job job was knowing that you need to come on How Long Gone. That's why Lily gets paid the big bucks. That is Lily's job. Lily's job is also being incredibly uh, forgiving of me having had no sleep and not knowing at all what's going on at any time. So she's like, she's completely in control. Yeah. You, you seem like the kind of, you seem like the kind of chick who needs a lot of management, a lot of handling. Is that true? Would you say that's, well, I just think that you have a lot going on, you know, and it's nice to have a team. Julia, you don't have to answer that toxic question. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, no, I just mean that. I just mean that. You know, like someone like myself, I can see. You know, when I'm talking to another star like you, <laughs> we all we all have to have a Jason. We all have to have a supporting cast. You know what mm. I mean? Well, so whether that's the nanny, the agent, the lawyer, the the you know it, the driver, the food stylist. You know, I, exactly. I, I'm sure this is a a phrase that you've heard before. Faster, alone, further, together. How does that make you feel, Julia? Oh, that's a hundred percent accurate. I'm very fast and sloppy alone. And then with, with, with support. Yeah, that was me in the public hotel all week. <laughs> yeah. and then with, very alone, very fast, very slow. Right. Uh, you know, I can like get a lot of shit done. Not that well, like an astounding amount of stuff. And then, uh, but then it's, you know, and then held together with band-aids. Exactly. That's how it feels. It's sort of like, okay. you know, you can only get to a certain point in your life doing everything yourself. It's like really, really impressive until it's actually a total hindrance. Mm. Um, so I, and I actually, I love collaborating. Like that is really, I get very lonely when I, when I go too long without working with, with other people. So, you know, books are, are like that. Like I, I kind of build it in as a lifestyle choice that I get to go shoot with other people. And you're hacking the system, working smarter and harder. Right. Well, uh, we were, we were just speaking of you, you previously doing Evan Kleiman's food podcast. And I, I was just saying, I saw that you did it, but I haven't had a chance to listen to that episode yet. But in that segment, you were talking about some healthy alternatives to Halloween candy. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, I'm not proud of this. I, I really am. Let's get into it. Let's get into You're it. Not let's, proud let's basically of this. just do a recreation. All right. So Halloween's just around the corner, Julia. <laughs> and these little fat asses are eating Reese's Pieces, Kit Kats. And, you know, it's, it's, it's socialist to give the small ones. Yeah. So now you have to do the king size again to show how wealthy you are. Yeah, definitely impossible. What are some, I mean, and, and I know you're not just going to pick some baby carrots, Julia. What are we looking for this holiday season? I mean, I really did try to do apples one year and my husband, like, he, he would not, Damn, yeah. not be associated. Mm-hmm. I was like, but we'll get the best apples. But no. <laughs> um, in, Pas- in Pasadena, I would suggest $20 bills. I think that's going to really win, win you <laughs> 
over. Just Amazon you can sanit- gift cards, I think. Yeah, you could you could sanitize them or whatever, but no, people are too rich for Amazon. They have like a different Amazon in Pasadena. Yeah, they, um, <laughs> not all people. No, but uh, no, everything in Pasadena is like um, fake Tuscan. <laughs> I like that. Oh, it's to me, it really, it's. I find it to be the most offensive thing. Well, if you've never been to Tuscany, you really should go. I, no, I mean I've been to Pasadena, so I don't have to. Um, yeah, I don't need to. I got all right. So suggest okay, some Halloween, candy Halloween. for us. Okay, so so I'm looking for some candy alternatives. You know, I don't need to gain any more weight this winter. I am I am really like I'm working through my issues as I as I go with with my kids because, um, you know, which is what we should all do. What do you think went wrong with my childhood? Yeah, I don't know. That's you asking your two year old. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I really hate candy, and I feel like I'm really wrong about giving it out to kids, especially when they're already getting so much of it. I know it makes me the least fun person on the block. I'm kind of a candy hater as well. It's just, it's simply too sweet for me. It's too sweet. It's made for, it's just crappy. It's also crappy. You guys are fucking crazy losers, bro. Candy rules. I know we're losers. <laughs> you know, the only candy I eat is the high chew, Korean high chews, because they have such lifelike flavors, you know? I fuck with the high chew as well. Like, that's the only one. I'm like, that really tastes like melon. Yeah, that because because when I think dessert, I think I think sugary stuff that tastes like melon. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> That's delicious. Well, Chris, your your palate is just not refined enough to experience and appreciate a That's fine, true. subtle melon. You're like, yeah. me want strawberry, me want chocolate. Me so stupid, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah, I'm that. basically only eating a melon high chew because I can't find a melon. Yeah, because you're you're at the farmer's market, yeah. they're sold out, you got there yeah. late because you had to p- get the kids ready for Cookbook school. is a mess, of course. <laughs> and yeah, and <laughs> I'm a mess because my Wrangler is on vacation. And uh <laughs> um, <laughs> I couldn't find parking in Highland Park. It's such bullshit. Okay, so let's let's get some actual ones. So I can't in good faith give out candy, but so what we do yeah. or what we started to do was to create a photo backdrop and bring my my photo studio out into the front yard of our brownstone. Oh, you know how many calories are in a selfie wall? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, I see where your head's at. And so we took some really good pictures. So then we take like beautiful portraits of everybody and we give them to them. Okay. Well, I know that you're uh, not a big delegator. Did you airbrush the angel wings yourself or <laughs> did you out- kind of outsource that on Craigslist? No, all airbrushing and post is up to the client. I don't have, you know, Got it. You, you, that's not... But I do provide a fog machine, which softens the edges. Mm. Damn, Julia, this is this is amazing. This is really you're really going above and beyond. I'm very impressed with this. Like I would, I mean, I, I hate Halloween, <gasps> but you're 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 kind of you're kind of like you're. This is the best kind of mom in the neighborhood. Like you're giving these kids an experience, not some sugar, and that is valuable. I know, and they and they actually say out loud, unprompted, "This is better than candy." Because I got my strobe light and I, I have a feeling thing. that you kind of like tell them Probably they say, have yeah. to say that yeah. and maybe you I punch them first. You put out a cigarette on their yeah. on their <laughs> forearm and you're like, say it, bitch. And like, <laughs> These kids in Pasadena are okay with you shooting digital. No. They don't want 35 <laughs> millimeter. <laughs> your, your mom's using her little iPhone. <laughs> Three, four C. This is a fucking Canon 5D. I got the Zeiss extra super four, 24 millimeter lens on here. Well, I, I actually haven't done it in Pasadena yet, and we were going to do it this year, but it looks like we're actually not going to be back in time for um, Halloween. So we might 
not do it this year, but we did it this, we did in Brooklyn. So it was like, I don't know what the vibe in Pasadena would be. I mean, I've only ever done trick-or-treating in the city. So somehow the idea of trick-or-treating in the suburbs sounds like way scary to me. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I you did city a, I did, folks over here trick-or-treating. Yeah. I did a lot. I did a lot of trick-or-treating in the suburbs and I got some raisins. You know what I mean? And I, I, I did exactly what you think I did with them. Yeah. I threw them back. Oh, Chris. Like a rainbow trout. It, growing up in Manhattan, we would just ride the elevator up and down, and that's how we went trick or treating. That's that's amazing. Isn't that sad? And, so, and then people wouldn't even like come to the door; they just left the candy at the door. Isn't that cold? I feel like I, f- I feel like New York is more of a Christmas town. Like that's the only holiday that you need to be in New York for, really. Not as a Jew. <laughs> I fucking hate Christmas. I always I always forget too. I'm always like, what day is it? And then it catches me by surprise and I can't believe yeah, everything I is. I fucking closed. hate Hanukkah. How does it feel? Yeah, how about that? Yeah, we get one day, you guys get eight. It must be eight, nice. Eight you know days what I mean? Of and nothing. the f- eight days of literally nothing happens. <laughs> it's like what do you Chris, mean? We're not gonna get into this again. Every episode. Get, <laughs> every episode. You, every episode I'm fighting Hanukkah. Don't you get eight don't you get eight presents? I never did. Yeah, but you get one big present divided into eight pieces yeah. oh, you have to share it with eight of your cousins <laughs> no look i've there's the, the only thing i've ever wanted to be besides two inches taller is jewish so i and i've never been invited to any gatherings like i've never been to uh shabbat i've never been to no any way. yeah it's weird and i i'm c- pretty connected in the community um th- <laughs> thank, thanks to my time spent in new york but i think no whenever because uh, the same things happen to me and whenever i'm like oh you know i wouldn't mind checking out you know one of these high holidays see what all the fuss is about it looks kind of fun i want to learn about new cultures and then everyone's like you don't want to come here. You know, the food, the food's kind of boring. We always you know, bring some goy into our, uh, into our celebrations. We have Shabbat every Friday. Um, so you'll have to come next time. So if I come to, if I come to your Shabbat in beautiful Pasadena, mm-hmm. besides my, besides my contacts, T2 loaded up with portrait 400, what else should I bring to the, to the table? What, as a, as a Gentile, what would you expect me to bring as like a, as a gift to the host and hostess? Uh, tequila. Oh, or, <laughs> um, no, nothing. It's, I mean, you could bring some nice candles. Mm, now, you, now you know what, I, but you mean like table candles or you mean like by radio? Unscented, Chris. Unscented. Yeah, I yeah. know, I know, but I didn't know if it was a hostess gift or it was used for the table. Don't act like I'm a fucking moron. No, okay? that's a good I, question. That's a fair question, no, a Chris, question. and I do apologize. No, we, we, <laughs> we, I mean, we, you know, Shabbat's pretty, pretty minimal. We just, what's, What's the best high holiday to attend as a as a member uh, who's not a member of the tribe? I should say. Well, I'm trying to bring back Purim because that's. But actually, Chris, you wouldn't like that because that's kind of like Jewish Halloween. Is that where they wait? Hold on, is that where they cut the foreskin? Oh, okay, that's something different. No, okay, no. okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I did host Jewish Halloween. I'm listening. I got to host a, a bris when my son was born, and that that's a good one to go to. But that that's interesting to me. I like that idea. It actually, I had a huge party for my son's bris. Chris, you're a common freak. And it wasn't until everybody was convened and it was the whole thing was about to happen that I realized this is why nobody has parties for bris. It was like 50 people watching some total stranger cut my baby's penis. It was, and I had given birth six days before it was crazy. I could think of, uh, I can think of other things I might rather do than that. Right. Damn. You really are a freak. You love entertaining. Really it's not do. just a book for you. It's it's a lifestyle for you. I had, I had, you know what I did before I went to the hospital to, have the baby. I 
made like 12 quarts of watermelon margarita mix that I put in the deep freeze. We had a margarita machine. We had a balloon artist. We were going to get a stand-up comic, but then we decided that that was not funny. Jason is a, Jason's available for that. He's still starting out, but he can do a tight. You only do breasts. Yeah, I can do a I can do a tight fifteen on matzah. <laughs> All God that shit. Could you do fifteen minutes of penis jokes? Oh, a hundred percent. That he can do. Yeah. That he can do off rip. So you're telling me you had a party right before you went to the hospital? No, actually, before I had my daughter, I had a party. I had a planned C-section, and we had a pizza party for thirty people. It's actually I wrote about it in the intro to my book. It was the best party I ever had, but um, and I didn't cook anything. But it was, uh, yeah, we had a party. Where's the pizza coming from? Um, where did it come from? It wasn't good. It was some place in Clinton Hill. We fucked that up. Oh, um, never mind. Yeah, never see, mind. I don't order in, no so questions. it's like really, I get really rattled when I'm faced with those decisions. Okay, well, you tell me. Going back to our Halloween stuff, oh, yeah, yeah. really quick, and yeah. then we'll move on. Is there anything that is edible, maybe that you can use as a candy alternative? <laughs> Yeah, but like, okay, so things that I like or things that kids like. No, no, no. Like, like when 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 you were telling her, was the was the photo booth the only thing that you suggested? Yeah. Well, you could do not even some type of persimmon gummy that you have made or something like that. <laughs> no, but we would make a big pot of soup, and people can have some soup. <laughs> and I... <laughs> no way. No you're way. Fucking, you're fucking insane. You're literally trolling your neighbors, trying to give their kids soup on like, Halloween. Yeah, we, we went no, to the new. I mean, uh, we the had new neighbor's house they they gave fucking hunter a, a bag of braised shard for halloween i mean yeah you're out you're out of control i am out of control i use some very good there's some very good red wine vinegar in there you should know that no it wasn't the soup wasn't really for the kids the soup of my friends came over for a party we ate soup mm-hmm. and sat and sat on my stoop and took pictures of the kids and and you know but we didn't contribute to the candy thing you thought pasadena felt like tuscany yeah man to be on that stoop that Clinton Hill feels more like Tuscany to me than Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clinton Hill feels feels like hell to me, but that's a different what? podcast. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. He's not kidding. kidding. But so yeah, we the first time I think I met you was when your first cookbook came out, and you had definitely the coolest cookbook activation that I have ever been a part of, and I have been to many and hosted many of them myself. And this was hands hands down. This was the coolest the- idea. We, because you, Julia, you and I, I think we had all met at the because I got to see some titties, New York Food Book Fair, yeah, in in New York, I believe. So and then yes, so I knew you were coming, and then I'm also I love the 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 Arcana family. That's my favorite bookstore in L.A. Of course, so it was a combination of all my interests. The only thing that I don't care about is food, but luckily. <laughs> It was more about titties than it was about food, as Jason said. <laughs> so, so yeah. You, so, so you <laughs> shut down Arcana, already uh, a known Chris haunt, and then you hired a a nude model to kind of pose. Didn't she have her dog with her as she well? She only I think? poses with her Pekingese dog. <laughs> so she has her Pekingese, and then you sort of created a bit of a. A cornucopia, you know, like a Turkish bazaar of fruits and vegetables kind of mm-hmm. at her feet and hanging off of her limbs. Is that <laughs> sort of safe to say? Uh, so it's kind of like a Greek sculpture. For the record, but, I did but, not touch but her limbs. But for a 59-year-old woman? Yeah, she she showed up. She's kind of like didn't require much, uh, you know, she, she brought all of the props herself in the 
In oh, really? Well, she had, no, she didn't bring the fruits and vegetables, but she had like okay, a okay. special hat she wore, which is funny, you know, when you're naked. And then she had her, these three dogs that she came with that were like obese, aging, um, fluffy dogs. <laughs> and then, yeah, we did a vegetable tableau. And she, and then the idea was that Evan Kleinman and I would be in conversation about the book. And simultaneously, you would be invited to do some life drawing in case the conversation just got so boring or you were you wanted to tune out um, or just as, you know, somebody who likes to I like to do multiple things at the same time. So it was it was very thoughtful because even if you are an amazing fan of cookbooks and, and you or Evan, like that kind of shit can get kind of boring and it's rude to look at your phone or whatever it is. So to have that fun activity was was very smart and very thoughtful and it also helped me discover charcoals <laughs> which is my new favorite medium now. I forgot Jason that you were you you did cuz I'm not a very I'm not a great I'm more I'm not a drawer really um Some people could say artist, some people would say drawer. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not an artist Jason, but you did okay charcoal because of your graf- I Never claimed to be, Chris. Do you think your graffiti background helped you that day? Oh, 1000%. Oh no, do you have a graffiti background? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's hot it's hot, it's hot uh, isn't it? My- <laughs> some people find it sexually attractive my my brother was uh i don't you might know him by ease but he uh he was really into tagging when he was is he alive he is and and like okay. every single item that remains from my childhood has his tag all over it i mean like he just graffitied everything i owned it was so he was a he was prolific back in nyc yeah did your parents know he was out getting up at night or did he keep it a secret uh, I think there's a lot of things that they chose not to know, um, <laughs> as parents do, if they want to survive. But I, 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 I'm pretty sure he got caught a few times. But, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't doing any beautiful works of art. It was really just common street tagging. Don't talk about graffiti like that. Even a even a poorly done fill in on the right freight train is beautiful if you look at it the right way. Mm, yeah. <laughs> 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 well is, is is has he graduated from the graph game and now he's yes doing real estate uh pretty much yeah okay cool <laughs> yeah that's wonderful but yeah so that um that activation where we were drawing nude people <laughs> so cool and i've never done it again and you know i, I kind of miss it i feel like that should not be the last time you you activate in such a way yeah that was really fun i mean i you know i'm i'm not um I'm not feeling quite as ambitious as I was with all the the events around the first book, not just, I'd like to blame it on COVID, but I think, you know, I did the, the, did you come to my supermarket party? I I heard about, this was the one at Key Foods. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wasn't invited to that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a miss on your part. Lily, we'll talk later. So you shut down a Key Foods? She shut down the damn Key Food in my neighborhood. Wasn't the one on, was it the one on? On Fulton. Oh no. Okay. Not my neighborhood, but continue. It was in uh, Clinton Hill. You're, you're hell on earth. And that's why we didn't invite you. Thank you, actually. Yeah. It's a legendary Key Foods. It's where Biggie Smalls used to work and um, Lil Kim used to sell drugs. And it has been, um, it's been open for 50 years and they've never closed a single day except for my party. They're like, all right, we've never closed ever. This white bitch who did a cookbook want to shut exactly. it down. Like, all right, let's exactly. do it. Let's do it. She's, Say no more. Well, so they, they only closed a little bit early, but they, they, it's a family owned key foods. They have the same families owned it for 50 years. They're amazing. Member of the tribe or no, no, Mm-mm. your people are persuasive then. Yeah all of the, everybody who works there is related mm-hmm. and 
if you just like mention that you want something, no matter how obscure it is, they will find it and it will be on the shelf the next day. It's the best market. I like that. I like that. And so even to this day, Biggie Smalls mom sends a limo from New Jersey and they send her groceries. And not only do they send her groceries from the key foods, they go to bed to the halal butcher she likes and they get her meat too. Wow. That's New, that's New York. That's New York stuff. Right? You love to hear it. That would never happen in cursed LA. Chris, no. actually, I have a similar story that restaurant Genghis Cohen. It's a Chinese restaurant that has like a Jewish sort of under undercurrent theme. But I guess from since back in the eighties or nineties, it was like a legendary kind of, 80s restaurant and then it shut down and reopened blah, blah blah but from back in back in the day i guess barbara streisand became a fan of it and apparently every sunday they drive her her dinner to her house in malibu it's like the same order every week for decades wow that's impressive is barbara streisand good enough for you yeah she is actually she's kind of like the biggie smalls mom of la right kind of Kind of. kind of not a hundred percent what did you do what did you do at this party though you did you fill the aisles with some of your Chris, little you've freaky seen guys treats? grocery games you kind of know what the score is <laughs> yeah well so we did uh, to their credit the i think the only reason that they agreed to do it was because it was also a food drive so mm. it was so we closed the, the the supermarket down we had to do the whole setup while they were still open which you can imagine people were really happy about and we put so with at the deli counter they were serving food from the book there were kegs of beer throughout and then and cocktails and there was a dance floor and a dj Jesus. and a photo booth with gigantic paper mache salad heads that you could put on and Shit. then I gave. So this sounds like it costs more than your wedding. No, well, I, I got chopped to pay for it. <laughs> oh. Hey, shout out, shout out to the chopped family right? of restaurants. Right? Yeah, we love you guys. They'll do anything for selling. And then you you were encouraged to drink a lot and then shop and then check out and then leave the food for wellness and. Damn, that's wow. a great. That's a great fucking idea. That's really great. Right? I like. I love that. Sure, that you're so a creative fun. gal. Yeah, I gotta amazing. say, that's a great idea. No, no joke. Thank you. But I, you know, um, I did have a little bit of the feeling and it definitely, I'm going to blame this on my children, but, um, I felt like with this book, I was just like, you know what? I don't have that juice right now. Um, no, that's okay. It's okay. We can't always be in the flow state. You know, it's, um, I also think that every book should be treated differently. You know, it's okay. You know, you did that for that one. You'll do something different for this one. Even though this book is about parties. You know, we don't need to throw parties no. for parties. I mean, haven't you? That would be a little too on the nose. That would be a little too on the it nose. It would. So, yeah. well, let's, uh, you know, as, as we're, you know, hitting the, the ninth inning of this pod, we, we should talk about your new book. I think Chris maybe got a copy of it, but I, I have not seen it. No, Chris, Chris didn't get, what? no, Chris didn't get a copy. No, Chris didn't get a copy. I just, we got a PDF and then I was able to, oh, you got the PDF. Uh, I was able to check out the now serving our, our boys at now serving. Uh, I went to their website and read the synopsis today. Oh, nice. Shout out to Ken and all my bros over at now serving. If you're in LA, you should always get all of your cookbooks and we're, we're doing an event together. Actually. That's amazing. I, I love, we will. I love now serving, even though I don't, uh, by cookbooks i just what's the wine what's the wine story for this event we got open bar oh um we're gonna do you know i make uh, a low alcohol wine um and we're gonna do spritzes and then we're gonna have we're gonna have food it looks like it's gonna be at highly likely okay um and i'm 
going to be in conversation with Kate Berlant, another podcaster mm-hmm. you may have heard of. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. she's very funny. No, we're having I'm having events. I'm having parties, but you know, I'm just not like mm-hmm. trying to. Shut it's down a weird time again. for all that stuff right now. Still a little bit of a, it's shaky, a weird time, and I also just feel like yeah, I haven't seen people in so long. It's a really weird time. Like we sold out Bowery Ballroom, so it's pretty weird. That, well, you know, I'm talking about for, for you know kind of cookbook parties, not not like super spreader parties. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Julia's audience is smarter than ours. I'm gonna guess. <laughs> no shit. So they might they might not. You know, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak, but you would probably agree with that, right, Jason? Oh, one thousand mm-hmm. percent. I mean, we have some smart listeners, but you know. Overall, you've definitely winning. If it, I mean, if there was a competition, which there's not, it's not a competition. This new book, I guess, explain it for us, please. You know, it's part cookbook and part interviews or stories with artists who have interesting approaches to entertaining. So, um, a lot of them, entertaining is kind of an extension of their art practice, or or not. It's just like another creative outlet. Um, but I, I got the chance to invite myself to a bunch of fun parties and some less fun but interesting and uh <laughs> and take pictures and write about people's approaches to this and kind of an effort to make an entertaining book that was less about kind of uh you know perfection and presentation and more about getting your hands dirty and sort of making a mess so who are we who are we talking to what kind of artists are we talking about so we got tom Sachs, who's a sculptor people uh, love tom Sachs. He, he people did, love him people that guy love does nikes his, too right yeah he's got a shoe that people really like yeah mm-hmm. spacey guy yeah his world is kind the of kevin spacey it, of art every single touch point is like you know is handmade from yes paper and it's kind of extremely eccentric and you know his his uh his contribution to the book was a studio lunch that he does monthly where everybody has to wear their Tom Sachs gear and they all have to eat the same thing, which is um, Louis Armstrong's recipe for red beans and rice, which is vile looking. And they have, to, there's, there's sort of a, a choreography to the whole thing. Um, so it's like kind of a fascist party, I would say. Um, I would expect nothing less from Tom Sachs. Classic Tom. Classic So that Tom. sounds like one of the more freaky yeah. type of situations in the book, perhaps. We got, well, I don't know. They're all kind Has of a like, little bit of like Mormon energy <laughs> or a little, I don't yeah, know. Some, some, yeah, there's something going on there I can't put my tongue on. What else? Well, then Hugh Hayden is an artist who's, he's a sculptor and he had designed a table. Um, he had a really small apartment and he wanted to have a birthday party but he couldn't fit people in his apartment so he took ikea tabletops and he cut the corners off and then he pushed them together and filled the entire apartment with the table so wall to wall and it kind of looks like whack-a-mole um and so to get into eat you have to crawl under and into the holes um so we we did that that's pretty fucked up it was pretty it was it's pretty fun and then we just ordered chinese food and people just ate it directly off the table which is gross and then um like no plates no plates like just dumping slop on the table okay i'm back (laughs) yeah that was it this sounds like this sounds like feeding a two-year-old to me. You know a little something about that. You know, artists can be a lot like two-year-olds. It is not okay. Are are all of these artists like actual artists, like fine artists and sculptors and stuff? Or are we maybe like musical artists or 
the art of podcasting. You know what I mean? Something like that. Sandwich. Is there a sandwich artist involved at all? Or is <laughs> sandwich artist. Even a, or a sandwich artist. We have we have a furniture designer. We've got um, florist, painter. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying to us, Julie, is that podcasters are not artists. Are not artists. Okay. No. This is something. Look, we, we don't have another hour to debate with you about that, but that's something we can get into <laughs> maybe in our personal lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to yeah. take a little yeah. time. Tell that to think- your little friend, Kate Berlant. See how that goes for you. <laughs> yeah, she's she's an actress. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Well, let's yeah. say she's more of a comedian. Okay. Okay. Jason, do you feel like you're being marginalized by a successful artist, uh, Julia Sherman, on our own show? Is that something you're feeling right now? <laughs> I mean, that's something I feel every day of my fucking life, especially today when she's a guest on our wonderful show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this book so this book is this who published this book by the way i didn't even look which is something i love to talk about slash the only thing he cares about <laughs> abrams books abrams yeah you got a major label deal oh, baby we love to see that so was is this a was the first book with abrams as well yes i feel like we're we're kind of married are you out of your deal or did you fulfill your contract you got to put out a mixtape to, to get out of this thing are you, you, you got more books left you want to take a meeting no no uh no i think i mean uh, abrams really they let me do whatever i want which is really nice that's great um so you know that's that's good if you want to make a book that looks like this <laughs> hey no <laughs> notes no notes okay well what are, what are some of these things you know I, I love the idea of of the book and i i'm a firm believer that like all the things that make up a good party you know, are sort of like more in the background, kind of unspoken things that people don't really notice so much, you know? So like, what are some things that you observe that maybe were a surprise to you of like, what is like truly essential to make a good party, you know, like little bowls of loose cigarettes, you know, Ashley, Mary Kate <laughs> and Ashley Olsen style or, you know, is that what they do? Oh yeah. That's a legendary Olsen thing. I mean, that's a good party thing in my opinion. That's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that happens at, you know, I guess parties back in the day, and then some some people still wave the flag. Wow! You know, I'm sure like Wes Anderson probably does it when he's trying to, you know, impress some French chicks or something. It would work on me. Um. Well, they they're similarly at the Earth Pizza. Do you guys ever do Earth Pizza in uh, L.A.? Did you ever go to one of their? No. They had these incredible parties on this Earth Pizza. What the hell is that? Well, have you have you ever seen online ceramics? It's a. Oh, yeah. Um, oh yeah, kind of, we've seen it. Don't worry. Right. It. So it's one of it. one of those guys. Jack is involved with that, and then an artist named James Herman, and they built. They were building. They built their own home on this plot of land that was un, unbuildable in Montecito Heights. It's kind of the last undeveloped patch of land. It's right. It's like kind of in Deb's Park, and it's mm. it's really beautiful. Has incredible views, and um, and it's a real pain in the ass to get up there and. Okay. Um, they they were living there and they didn't have any way to cook, and so they found this 1970s book, a manual on how to build an earth oven, and they built a, this earth oven. They're not, you know, they're not chefs. It's the most they online ceramic shit I've heard in a long time. I'm loving it. Right? <laughs> and, but this is why I actually love LA, is I feel like there still are people who are just mm-hmm. kind of. Doing just in like thing, full you know? fuck it mode i'm gonna do this and you're like all right bro do it yeah and he's like james is a he's a what do you call it where you use broken pieces of glass to do i mean like it's not a mural it's a a mosaic mosaic he's a mosaic artist and um so he made he made a compost toilet that's entirely mosaic inside with with a mirror and it's amazing um oh. and so they, they're you know and they're, they're, his house was like 
200 square feet maybe. And, but then they had all this land. So they built this big pizza oven and they started having parties and then it just got to be like a real thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And they had, they started to send the invites out later and later to in the hopes that less people would come. And then celebrities showed up and they had to shut the whole thing down because nobody wants, wants that. But then (laughs) they went in on the, on the tip of, um, Blue cigarettes. They do have. Uh, they roll pre-rolled joints and have them out so that when mm-hmm. so that you'll, you're less annoyed that the pizza takes forever to come out because they're just mm, that's like, smart. That's smart business. Taking their time. No, it's all love, man. It's all love. It takes. Time. Yeah, that was a forever. really good. That was a really good party. Okay, um, so you're one of your t- party tips. Don't do the cigarettes like Mary Kate. Do the joints. Do do joints. Do the joints instead. Okay. What what maybe yeah, a couple people will forgive you. For okay. Everything. What are what maybe maybe one more you know, great partyism that we could, we could learn from your research. I feel like the one, one of the stories I really love is um the, do you know, Jordan Castile, she's a painter and she does amazing portraiture and she actually just got a MacArthur award. She is a obsessive baker and in her free time. And she makes these incredible custom cakes for people like when anybody's birthday she's on it and makes these you know really really over the top birthday cakes and um I went to her her house and it wasn't anybody's birthday but we were going to make a cake together and she really did it like she was painting you know she had her palette she was mixing all of her colors and she decided that she was going this actually has nothing to do with entertaining but I'm going to tell you anyway um she was going to do it make it for her doorman Jared, who likes to come to work in superhero costumes. And uh, so she made this, this incredible portrait of him on a cake. It's a, there's a picture of it in the book. And then we called him up and he was so confused. <laughs> so weirded out. Um, and, uh, and yeah. The guy who dresses up as a super superhero to his doorman job was weirded out. Yeah. He was weirded out. Um, <laughs> but he was also really, he was really happy, but um, yeah. So she, she's like the master of just showing up to the part, never showing up empty handed and bringing something amazing, but not showing up, not showing up empty handed is, is the best advice. I think it really is but thinking outside the bun where it's not just a bottle of wine yep it's not just a biredo candle it's something that nobody wants you know (laughs) (laughs) give give me something that nobody wants you know or I mean I guess always the best gift is something that you you really want but you would never buy for yourself for whatever reason it could just be the price or it could just be because it's a ridiculous thing to spend your money on even if it's 20 bucks totally recently I've been sending people my go-to present has been there's a farmer in Santa uh, is he in Santa Barbara Carpinteria and he um, you can just order from him he'll send uh, a huge box of passion fruit just just filled to the brim with passion fruit Shit. and nothing and nothing else in it no padding no crinkly paper no no just a box of loose yep passion fruit all banging in and smushing each other they don't squish because it's like they're like you know packaged for shipping uh, oh yeah I get, yeah nature's fruity little packing peanut i guess you're right i'm gonna plug him it's, it's called rincon tropics and i i just think it's the best gift you can give to a very specific type of badass person. box but, full of passion fruit okay that is right? nice that's, that's nice. very yeah. nice like yeah. you would never buy that for yourself you never buy that then, for yourself yeah. then you get to break down 75 passion fruits it's exactly. what a gift <laughs> or your gelée that you'll be making for your new york style cheesecake it's gonna be a, a really awesome vibe <laughs> new york style cheesecake uh 
Julia Sherman, uh, appreciate you. Thank you for joining us here on How Long Gone. Um, the new book is uh, in stores today, mm-hmm. um, and it's called Artie Parties, correct? It is. Okay, and they can get that. They can cop the old book, Salad for President, wherever books are sold. The intersection of art and parties has a new Bible. <laughs> if you're hiring. I mean, that's my resume <laughs> yeah, right Jason, there. Jason needs a little more work, uh, but no. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so thank much you for, for potting with us, Julia. We appreciate it. Did you have any closing remarks, questions, shout outs you want to give before we send you off? No, I mean, I really hope Rebecca, my nanny, doesn't quit after this, but. Um. <laughs> she's chill. She's chill. We gave her we gave her music a plug. Yeah, she's get, she's about to have a bunch know, of new Spotify plays. Do. Listen to this podcast. She's going to get yeah. hot, new hot fo- cool followers. That's what she needs. She will. She's really talented. I love her. Please don't leave me. Okay. Thank you guys. I really <laughs> Bye, Julie. Appreciate Thank it. you. Have a good day. Have a good day. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.